Hi there. Welcome to this week's message from Darkness to Light. We hope that you enjoy the message and will join us each week for an inspiring devotional. And now here's Troy Holden with this week's message. Why would God make you uncomfortable? That's an interesting question, right? God is loving. Yes, indeed. God is faithful. Yes. God's mercies endure forever. And the Lord certainly protects His children. However, can God allow you to be uncomfortable or go through something that's uncomfortable? Well, I believe so. Look at some of the giant characters in the Bible. Job. Job was an upright man, but he still endured pain and heartache. Daniel went into the lion's den. Was that a comfortable experience? And David, if you read the Psalms multiple times, you'll find him crying out to God concerning his enemies. His son Absalom was after him. King Saul was after him. Do you think these were comfortable experiences? So many people in the Bible who experienced great victories and triumphs with God, they all experienced unpleasant experiences. Why would the Lord allow this? In Psalm 119, verse 71, the Bible says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Now, have you ever thought how and why it would be good for you to be afflicted? How is there any good for you to go through pain or through trouble? Well, if I could draw your attention to Acts 14, verse 21 and 22, the Bible reads, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, We must go through many tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. Now, could it be that afflictions, although unpleasant, although uncomfortable, could it be that afflictions are necessary for a Christian man or a Christian woman to grow in Christ? Because if it were not for the struggle you're going through, how else would you know that the Lord can take you from a place of brokenness and despair to a place of victory and healing? If it were not for the affliction in someone's body, how else would we come to know that the Lord is a healer and by His stripes we are healed? If it were not for life's changes, the setbacks and the battles, how else could we come to know the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God? I believe that as we go through life and face different trials, should we remain in the Lord? Should we continue trusting in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? Should we stand firm and believe God's promises to be true, then we'll find Him to be faithful, merciful, kind, and loving. James 1, verse 2 to 4, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We need to come to the understanding that the Lord can actually use afflictions in our lives to achieve His will. And for us, individually, afflictions can lead to spiritual maturity. They can produce strong faith within us. 
And inevitably, afflictions will always result in you praying with purpose. Afflictions will leave you with the desire to really connect with God because you know that you cannot go through this battle with your own strength. When the Lord allows you to go through tough times, when He allows you to face certain obstacles, He's refining and molding and shaping you. And in today's society, there's a need for everything to be comfortable and convenient. We're people who like simplicity. We like certainty. But every now and again in life, you'll encounter something that will test you. A situation can arise, and it will test how strong or resilient you are. A certain environment or the wrong group of people can test your self-control and discipline. Your children may test your patience. The supervisor at work may test your self-control and temperament. But for many people, the concept of God testing us can seem very strange to them. The idea that God can allow certain things to happen in your life in order to test you can be difficult for some people to understand. And so, what does the Bible say concerning this? Well, James 1, verse 2 and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. We typically put hardships or trials in two categories. This is the reality that we find in Scripture. Our faith must be tested, and perhaps Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3 will give us a better understanding of why the testing of our faith is necessary. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. In other words, just as silver and gold are purified by fire, so the Lord purifies the hearts of men by fiery trials. And if you want to refine gold, you use the furnace. If the heart of man's to be refined, the Lord tests the heart. Meaning that my faith and your faith must stand trial at one point or another. Our natural tendency as humans is to think that if something seems unpleasant, then it must not be from God. But we must realize that God sees things quite differently than we do. The trials that God allows in our lives are meant to make us complete so that we lack nothing as believers. Trials come for our development as Christians. Trials come so that we can build on the current level of faith we have and reach greater heights. That's why the Bible says, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of our faith leads to spiritual maturity. This should change the way we view hardships and how we respond to those difficult times in our lives. The reality is, God is always at work in His children, and the ultimate goal is that we become a reflection of Christ. We are to be conformed into the image of Christ, having our minds renewed and our hearts refined. Not only are we to rejoice knowing that God is testing us as a good work in our lives, but the Bible goes on to tell us in James 1 verse 12 in the NIV, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So many times we lose the beauty of a testimony in what God's doing in us because we become so focused on the trial that we take our eyes off of Christ. 
However, the reality is that every trial gives us a testimony of God's goodness and His sovereignty. Every trial provides us with the working knowledge that God is still with us, refining us, molding us, conforming us, all because we are His children. God is good no matter what we're going through. Never forget Jeremiah 29:11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. The problem you're experiencing right now may prompt you to think otherwise, but you need to remember that God's Word stands true. And what happens at times is, because we as humans tend to use our human reasoning to analyze why we face some challenges and how to overcome them, we tend to forget that God's ways are not like our ways. The bad you are going through right now, you may be concerned and preoccupied with finding a solution when God, on the other hand, is using that setback as a setup for bigger and better things. His ways are not our ways. So it's normal to express how you feel. There's nothing wrong with that. But do remember that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. There's always a reason for every occurrence in life, as long as you are in Christ Jesus. And faith in God means, I believe that whatever the Lord's intentions are, whatever his reasons are, if he brought me to it, he will bring me through it. Every occurrence in my life, God orchestrates, he coordinates and plans. The part that me and you have to play is to trust and believe that the outcome, his plans, will in the end work out for our good. Now, if we look at the life of Joseph, we can learn a thing or two about the way the Lord orchestrates events and situations in our lives. At a young age, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers into a strange land where he was alone. At this time, for Joseph, there's no mother, no father, no family, no inheritance. But deep down in his heart, he believed God was working out something good to enable him to fulfill his calling and purpose. So he continued serving his Egyptian master faithfully, with the fear of God still embedded in him. At the point when it seemed Joseph was getting settled and comfortable in his master's house, he was thrown into prison because of Potiphar's wife's allegation. Poor Joseph, you could say. But God, in his divine planning, was setting him up for his purpose. Now, at some point in life, you might be thrown out of your comfort zone. You might find yourself in a place where there's no mother, no father, no family to back you up or stand with you. But deep down in your heart, will you still believe that God is working something out for your good? The point I'm trying to make is that when you face bad situations, when you face difficulties, Maybe, just maybe, that mountain you're facing is actually a stepping stone to your greatness. God works in ways that we may not understand. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, 
and my thoughts than your thoughts. So Joseph went through all those challenges, all those obstacles, and all that heartache, but it was all God's plans. His steps were ordered. That means everything good and everything bad was ordered from being a prisoner all the way up to being second in command to the king. So it doesn't matter how long the challenge exists. God is faithful and will not allow a test that you cannot overcome. He will make a way of escape for you to be able to overcome that challenge. The Bible never said that because we're Christians, no trial or challenge would come our way. Rather, it says many are the afflictions are the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. In short, we're told to expect trials. Don't look at them like they're strange happenings. And we're also not to judge God's love for us by the things that happen or don't happen in our lives. And so, beloved, God we serve as one who turns things around for the good of those who love and trust Him. We serve a God that turns threat into triumph. A God that took Joseph from the prison to the palace. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? As for me, I'm glad to be on the Lord's side, to be in an army that never has to retreat. God's army, which can never be defeated. And if you're going to take away just one thing from this message, remember this. It's because of what Jesus has done on the cross at Calvary that we're not victims, but victors. That mountain, that wall of Jericho, that Goliath will prove to be just a stepping stone because in the end, we are winners in Christ. So hold on to the God who holds you he knew everything about our frailties and even our sins, but He chose us. He came for us, He redeemed us, and He gave us the victory. So the situation you're experiencing now, it may not be pleasant, but I want you to know that God is more than able to turn things around for your good. Trust that God will make that mountain your stepping stone. This has been your weekly message from darkness to light. Thanks again for joining us today. 